I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary, and thank you for joining us for your only 2A Talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. We are happy to have you and tune in every week. If you go to capegunworks.com and click on the Rapid Fire icon, you can join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. It's 508-444-2120. And you can call in whenever we're live broadcasting this show, or you can reach the recorded voicemail service, or you can text your question into that same number, 508-444-2120. Remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, and Rumble. And uh, Getter kicked us off. I guess they don't like unrelated content. We're also going to be on True Social at some point, I promise. Um, but uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. And uh, stay tuned because later on in the show we'll be joined by Jara Hutchinson from uh, Clearing the Chamber. She is one of the instructors on the PDN training tour, and uh, she's got a lot to talk about, so you don't want to miss that segment. And uh, we got tons to talk about today. There's all kinds of news. Um, obviously, uh, Katanji Jackson-Brown has uh, been confirmed as a Supreme Court justice, which is um, you know, going to be... Uh, a great disappointment, if you ask me, for gun owners. Um, I love the, you know, historicness of it. You know, uh, you know, the first African woman, uh, American woman, to be nominated and then confirmed. Um, but that's about where my excitement of the pick stops. I'm not sure that she is the right pick for. America, and obviously I have nothing to do with it, so it doesn't really matter what I think, but I think it's also a setback for um, the forward progress we were hoping to see with the members of the, uh, you know, uh, Supreme Court. So the good news is we still have a a majority in, when I say we, I mean pro-gun justices, uh, I think are outnumbered the anti-gun justices, so that's a good thing, but we'll see how this session shapes up. We still have the pending uh, case of New York State Pistol and Rifle Club versus Bruin, which is at the heart of the matter, a shall issue or may issue matter, like whether or not states can uh, basically say, yeah, we'll see if you qualify to our standards, whether or not we give you a carry permit, which we talked about this a little bit on last week's show with that sheriff's office out in um, Sacramento, California that had the pay for play 
uh, permits. So if you fit the description of the bill and you slid a, a gift the sheriff's way, you may or may not get moved up to the top of the stack. And if it was a good enough gift, you probably did and you got your permit issued. Uh, but if you were just the lowly type that thought you were doing the right thing and following the rules and paying your fee and filling out your application and jumping through all the hoops, you probably stayed on the back bottom of the stack forever and, and never got that permit that you uh, were supposed to be issued. So that's the corruption that lies at the root of all May issue states. And we've seen it in the state I reside in, Massachusetts, for decades, uh, where all of the uh, the power lies at the local law enforcement level. So if you get a big anti-gun police chief, he can deny you your permit because he doesn't want to issue license to carry permits. They fixed it kind of a few years ago when they made the FID card a must issue or a shall issue. And they took the discretion out, away from the police chiefs on the FID cards. But the FID card is only good for non-high capacity semi-automatic rifles or for pump action, slide action, lever action, single shot, uh, shotguns and rifles. And it doesn't help you buy a pistol of any kind. So if you want to buy pistols, you are subject to the license to carry, which in, you know, the case of the license to carry is still a shall, a must issue, um, excuse me, a may issue. So you're back to square one, peg one, asking a chief permission to exercise your Second Amendment rights. And this really is the root of the issue in America. I think there's eight May issue states out there that, um, you know, you really have to go ask permission, bow and kiss the ring and fill out all the paperwork and jump through all the hoops and get background checked, fingerprinted, photographed, uh, registered, you know, whatever and have some issue license issued to you so that you can exercise your freedom as a, you know, American or a resident alien here. And I think that this Supreme court will be a landmark decision, whichever way it goes, it'll, it'll be a landmark decision. I think it'll be very favorable based on the uh, initial um, discussion around it when it was presented before the justices and the questions that they asked. I think that's a good sign. And June is about the time we should see some, uh, you know, see an outcome of that. So I think that would clean up a lot of corruption, a lot of personal feelings, and you could get back to just letting people participate in their fundamental right as an American or an, a resident of America, instead of, you know, making politicians egos and ideology inserted into the process. So that'll be good. Something to watch out for. And um, we're really excited about that. Um, there's also a couple of bills that are before the Maryland uh, governor right now that passed the Congress and, um, there's an, a gun rights group called Maryland Shall Issue, a state group asking the Republican governor to veto the two bills. The first one is the public safety uh, bill on untraceable firearms. And this is really one of the big things federally that we're about to see happen with 
ATF reclassifying what an untraceable firearm is or a homemade firearm. And uh, it passed the Senate earlier this year in Maryland by a margin of 35 to 11. The primary focus of the new law is to ban unserialized firearms unless the builder makes the frame themselves. So in other words, you get these kit guns from like Polymer 80, et cetera, et cetera. They want to ban those and make those illegal to possess. And unless you make the entire frame yourself, you can't do a home-built firearm. And you're flying in the face of 200 and something years of tradition in this country. But anyway, we want to celebrate our two new broadcast networks, WBOB in Florida. I'll be listening on that station this week when I go down there. And KNST in Arizona by giving our listeners a special discount at capegunworks.com with code CGWMA. So go to capegunworks.com and use the code CGWMA to get your special discount today. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your 2A talk show where you can call into the show or text your questions to 508-444-2120 anytime during the day or night. Please include your first name, location, and your question to 508-444-2120. If we don't answer your question during this show, make sure you tune in next time. We will try to get to all your questions. So call or text 508-444-2120 for the rapid fire line. And if we're broadcasting live, you will be on the air. We want to get to all your questions. So you can also drop your questions into the chat. But 
hopefully that number will start to replace all of that and, and we'll have it in one central place. But we pull it down from everywhere. And uh, we're glad you guys are joining us. Um, before the break, we were talking about the two bills before the Maryland uh, gun owner, well, governor, that are really anti-gun bills. The first one is that untraceable firearms law. And uh, so under this new law, Maryland gun owners will have until March 1st, 2023, to get into compliance with the new regulations. The owner will have to get the gun engraved with serial number and register it with the Maryland State Police. If a gun owner decides not to get their gun engraved with a serial number, the gun owner will have until that date to either remove the gun from the state or otherwise dispose of the firearm. So um, you got one year to come into compliance, not even a a year, where you got to engrave it and register it. Um, Basically, this is telling you that the government doesn't trust you with a gun that they don't know about. Um, Even though you're not a prohibited person, you're not someone who's breaking the law. You're not somebody who is, um, you know, in gang activity, out robbing banks or, you know, carjacking people. You're just going along your, you know, law abiding, responsible manner. And you have a freedom hobby of building guns whenever you want, because that's what you do. And the government doesn't like that. They say, no, you can't do that. We got to know about it. We got to approve it. We got to regulate it. We got to tax it. I'm sure that's what comes next. And unfortunately, um, they are telegraphing their next move, which is, you know, to make sure that this information is consolidated and, and maintained and, and in a database so that when the day comes, when they can throw the switch and ban guns, all they got to do is come with their list to your house with their clipboard and say, hey, uh, where's your homemade gun serial number 001? You know, uh, we're here to round it up. And so that's the only logical conclusion to the government having to know about every gun that you own and made and whether it's serialized or not. If you made it, what do they care? What? Why should they care? What do they need to know? And, you, oh, but, you know, gangbangers can do this kind of stuff. Okay, let's arrest the gangbangers and throw them in jail and throw away the key because if they're involved in illegal activity with a firearm, they're already breaking like, I don't know, probably a half a dozen laws. So you have everything you need to lock them up and throw away the key. The problem is you're soft on crime. You want your gangbangers out on the street and you want your responsible gun owners to be turning in their weapons because you're a tyrant and that's the way it goes. And so, you know, until, um, until the government, steps out of the way and and lets responsible gun owners continue to be responsible gun owners um they'll continue to be tyrants i guess um but anyway that's the first half of this um the second bill is um the dealer's security requirements this is one that you know hits me in the in the uh soft areas because if you think about it it's called the public safety licensed firearms dealers security requirements now all this sounds really good um this bill adds requirements for gun dealer locations uh in maryland to add new security measures the gun store owner will have to put bars on the windows security screens commercial grade metal doors grates or other physical barriers approved by the secretary 
Uh, the dealer will also have to have monitored alarm system and camera system installed at the store's location. The store will also be required to have a barrier system designed to prevent a vehicle from penetrating the building. Now, all that sounds pretty reasonable, right? Like, okay, yeah, I guess so. And honestly, most gun dealers are pretty responsible anyway and do this kind of thing anyway because they want to protect their investment. Um, but here's where it really gets interesting. The store will also be required to have a uh, locked vault inside the store. And at the end of business, every gun in the store will have to be gathered up and brought into the locked vault. Oh, and by the way, that vault has to meet the secretary's requirements. And if you offend, you do not comply with this. So in other words, they come at closing time and notice you aren't rounding up all the guns and putting them in the vault. You're fined with $1,000. On the second offense, the dealer's license will be suspended. And on a third offense, your dealer license will be revoked and you will be out of business. So um, these are the bills that have passed and they're on the governor's desk. And uh, Maryland shall issue is the uh, gun rights group that is mounting a campaign to persuade the governor to veto these bills. These are ridiculous uh, bills that will do nothing. Zero. To, to prevent gun crime. Um, and all it will do is make those who are doing things right, it, it'll make it more costly and expensive and harder for them to com- continue to comply. So unfortunately, that's the way uh, things go in this day and age is punish those who are not responsible for the crime and make it, uh, make it easy those who are responsible to continue to do crime. So there you have that. Um, So if you're in Maryland, I hope you'll urge your governor to veto that. Um, That's, you know, a horrible piece of legislation. So uh, Daryl says his answer to that bill is very simple. 24 hour gun stores. (laughs) You know, you're not, that's not too bad of an idea there, Daryl. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know, maybe Vegas has some 24 hour shops. I don't know, but that would be uh, an interesting, that'd be kind of tough to to do. But I guess if you stay open by appointment only, maybe, I don't know. And the, you have like your night staff sleep there, who the heck knows and by appointment only, I don't know. Anyway, David Hogue is back in the news or hog, however you pronounce his name. Um, he, Uh, has recently put out a series of tweets um, really slamming gun owners. Uh, He said that buying a gun does not make you a man. It makes you a consumer, a cog in the system, one of millions having their insecurities weaponized for profit. You're being manipulated by marketing agencies because you're weak. Masculinity cannot be purchased. It can only be practiced. Well, David, who has been the herald of manliness and the example of masculinity since he was thrust into the news and being coached up by, um, you know, Bloomberg groups and and news agencies to be, you know, one of the survivors of Parkland and how now all of a sudden he is the, you know, gun control advocate that he's managed to grow a little bit of a beard, I will say. So now all of a sudden, I guess that makes him the expert on manliness and manhood. And uh, so he he further went on 
in a series of tweets and said, stop raising weak men who think that they need a gun to be a man. Masculinity comes from your actions, not consumerism. And then he says again, if you need a gun to feel like a man, you need therapy, not a gun. And my question for him is, what about all the women? What about all the women buying guns? I mean, that is the fastest growing segment of the market is actually minority women are the largest demographic buying guns right now. And, you know, in such a woke charged environment that we have out there, why are we bringing biology into this in the first place? Or, you know, manliness or, you know, female, why are we bringing gender into the discussion of guns anyway? And honestly, I've been a gun owner since I was 18 years old. And I am surrounded by gun owners. I cater to gun owners. I make a living off them. I talk to you guys on the radio. And never once have I been of the impression that any of them buy a gun to feel like a man or to feel more important or more manly. And, you know, it's never even crossed my mind. Like, oh, I will be more masculine if I go buy a new Barrett you know, 50 or a new desert Eagle or a new (laughs) fill in the blank, whatever the gun that makes you a man. And I'm like, this is the most ridiculous, you know, statement. And I know he's trying to belittle them. So after going through uh, those four tweets, I read, then all of a sudden he turned a corner and wanted to uh, speak to his base, which is, Retweet this if you're a gun owner who the NRA does not speak for because you support gun reform. So I guess what he's saying is, hey, you're an NRA member. You're a gun owner, but you don't support them. They don't speak for you because you want gun reform. And, you know, there's definitely I've never made the claim that all gun owners believe exactly the same way. And that's what makes America, right, is we all have differences of opinion. And I know gun owners who have owned guns their whole lives. They don't own AR-15s or pistols. They own over-under shotguns, and that that's fine. That's all they want to do. And cool, whatever, that's great. But I don't think they're going out saying, the NRA doesn't speak for me or, you know, fill in the blank to whatever gun rights organization. We want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. So if you use the code CGWMA when you check out at CapeGunWorks.com, you will get a very special discount. In fact, you're going to get 10% off until I tire of this because that's a pretty good discount. So go to CapeGunWorks.com and use the code CGWMA to get your 10% off discount today. This is Rapid Fire. We'll be right back. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, 
backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and I am glad you're here. Uh, just to round out those thoughts on uh, David Hogg insulting the manliness or manhood of gun owners, um, you know, you're missing the, the point. You're, you're missing the forest for the trees, David. Um, it has nothing to do with manhood, especially with the rising tide of women who are buying guns to... Uh, you know, recognizing that it's their job to be their own first responder because there's no one coming to save you. And when you need uh, people to, when you need police to be there within seconds, they're oftentimes, you know, several minutes away, unfortunately. And, you know, it's not for them lack of trying or desire to help. It's just the nature of the beast. They're not going to be there uh, in time. Um, so we have to take personal responsibility for our own personal safety. But there's also a whole nother side to the coin. And that is, we used to ask this in our license to carry classes, like, why do you want to own a gun? And we don't do it as a requirement for the class, just more out of curiosity. And people would say, oh, you know, self-defense, personal protection. And I would say that's the overwhelming majority of people buy guns and claim that it's for defensive purposes or self-defense. But Oftentimes would get people like, oh, it's just I want to shoot skeet on the weekends or I want to, you know, go hunting or I, I'd like to take my kids shooting and teach them a new discipline. So for target shooting or competition reasons or maybe there's the historicity of it, you know, the collecting or the, uh, you know, Americana, if you will, just owning a relic of war or, you know, owning um, some piece of U.S. history or some foreign battle history or whatever it is. Uh, there's no wrong reason for wanting to own a gun except to like commit crime and rob banks. That would be a reason we would not condone. But the point is there's no wrong reason for wanting to own a gun 
for legal purposes. And you're totally insulting people's uh, intellect just by saying, oh, it's all about manliness or manhood and whatnot, when it has nothing to do with that. It could be someone likes to collect bolt-action rifles. Somebody is a Civil War reenactor. Somebody is a, um, you know, want, just wants to be able to have a gun because they can, because they're Americans and because they have the Second Amendment freedoms afforded to them by God, their creator, and, you know, guaranteed and recognized by their founders who were smart enough to write it down on paper and acknowledge it. And, you know, in this new found uh, test of a country where we put the power in the people's hands instead of in elitists and a whole uh, bureaucracy or gentry, if you will, or the highborn, uh, you know, royalty. Um, we put the power in the people's hands and we elect a government that is to represent us. And then unfortunately, you know, it's a risky move and they did it. And at times it, it made a lot of sense. And other times when you look around now, you go, that guy doesn't represent me. So, you know, it definitely, has its uh, ups and downs. But the good news is there is a way to vote them out. And that's what we need to do this fall in earnest is everyone who is against your freedoms and against your enumerated rights needs to get their walking papers handed to them. That's just my personal opinion, but I think it would be a good idea. Don't forget you can call the show or you can leave a voicemail or you can text your question anytime to 508-444-2120. Please include your first name, location, and your question to 508-444-2120. And if we don't answer your question today, we'll get to it next time. So go ahead and call in or text 508-444-2120. Um, we also see the confirmation of, uh, you know, Katanji Brown um, there were not real happy about that as gun owners, but uh, we'll see what the future holds. We got lots of cases that are starting to come uh, forward on, uh, you know, gun gun related cases and they're being urged to pick up more and more of them. And uh, this is actually kind of funny because then I teased this out in the pre roll to the show, but um, I had a dream last night and it was one of those dreams that you're like, it is so real that you're like excited. You feel the emotion of the moment, you you know, and I remember calling the state um, department of justice here and uh, public safety and talked to one of the guys that answers the phone. And I was talking to him about a certain situation. And then he mentioned to me that the Supreme Court had ruled against the state of Massachusetts and we could now sell AR-15s. And I said, well, what, really? And he goes, yeah, we got our butts handed to us. He was paraphrasing. And um, I said, wow, that's great news. And I said, what about like having the slidey stock thingy and stuff like that and bayonet lugs? And he goes, yep, it's all good. Now we can do whatever. And I remember like celebrating on this in this dream. And the funny thing is I was somewhere um, with... Uh, a bunch of gun guys. I, I remember seeing a few guys I know, and and Jared Giannis was there in the dream. 
in a dream. Uh, and I go, hey, Jared, did you hear the breaking news? He's like, yeah, I just heard. And so he was off in the corner doing one of his live streams and telling the world the good news. And so I hope it's a premonition of good things to come. You never know. It was one of those dreams that when I woke up, I was like, oh, man, that was just a dream. But one can hope, right? We can live. I guess I got a dream about the good oh, old days. My. So, so uh, but it was as real as it gets. So anyway, I thought you guys would uh, think that was pretty fun. But um, and some good news on the uh, constitutional carry front. Uh, Kemp has a acknowledged that he is going to sign the and become the 25th state. The state of Georgia will be the 25th state to be a constitutional carry state. We're halfway there, folks. Halfway there. So that's really good news. Um, I'm excited for Georgia to be a constitutional carry state. And we only got 25 up and 25 to go, right? So let's, let's keep seeing that pendulum swing and restore the freedoms that tyrants have taken away, thinking they are doing the world a favor. And it, it's funny, I was watching one of the old interviews with uh, Ted Nugent on Pierce Morgan. Um, it's probably, I don't know, it's got to be 15 years old, maybe not that much, but it's at least 10 years old. And it was a really interesting interview because Nuge was saying how you know, he's throwing out fact after fact after fact. And Morgan keeps saying, oh, but there's the Gabby Giffords of the world. Because you have your freedom, she ends up getting shot and and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, so he wanted to talk about the people that fall through the cracks of the mental health system. And again, it's the government failure for not reporting. And there was several times, you know, gun owners have motioned that they are willing to accept, uh, you know, a, a little bit more scrutiny if they would link the Department of uh, Mental Health to the NIC system. Like, that's the most obvious, you know, disconnect. They say they've fixed it, but I honestly don't know that that to be true. So um, you got, uh, you know, Department of Mental Health should have mandatory. uh, If someone's been adjudicated as mentally insane or deranged or and they could be a harm to themselves or others and they've been adjudicated, then that should be automatically reported to Department of, um, you know, the National Instant Check System. So here's a guy who f- slipped through that cracks and was able to obtain a gun and shoot uh, Gabby Giffords, even though the whole family knew he was a nut job and they were worried about him and scare, scared and stuff. And so, but in any event, whenever you paint that picture, you're still laying blame at my feet, saying, because I have the right, because I have access to guns, That's why Gabby Giffords got shot. And it's like, no, because I have guns and I'm a responsible, responsible gun owner has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with uh, there's a number of other issues as to why that happened and the failures around it. But it has nothing to do with the law abiding responsible gun owner. But yet we're getting so used to the government and the media and the gun control groups beating everybody over the head day in, day out with stricter gun control laws, expanded back background checks. Nobody needs an AR-15. Nobody needs high-capacity magazines. Nobody needs military-style assault weapons. Nobody, why would anyone need that? The deer walk around in Kevlar vest? I don't think so. So, you know, people, it's a concentrated effort to indoctrinate and to uh, 
you know, you tell a lie long enough, loud enough, and often enough, it's going to be believed eventually. So all of a sudden, people will start to believe the narrative. But Ted Nugent was really good about bringing it back and saying, actually, you're wrong. The highest concentration of guns in this country, legally owned and possessed and carried, have the lowest crime rates in the country. And this is a statistic that has been year after year after year confirmed by, uh, you know, FBI and all kinds of uh, uniform crime statistics. Uh, In fact, one of the safest places on earth is Plano, Texas. And Plano, Texas has the highest per capita gun ownership rate in the country. Every man, woman, and child has, I think it's nine point something guns to their to their possession in the Plano, Texas. And so it has like zero crime rate, like violent crime rate, homicide rate and violent crime rate uh, and, you know, sexual assault, carjacking and all that. But then you go to a place like Chicago or you go to a place like Detroit where, you know, highly gun controlled, highly um, regulated and, you know, may issue states and sometimes you have some of the people who need it the most denied permits because they just flat out refuse to issue permits. And not to mention the high cost of gun ownership in those areas to actually obtain the permit in a, in some cases, a very low uh, income area. And so you've effectively denied people's right to keep and bear arms just by the, the high barrier to possessing or obtaining that permit. And they have the highest crime rates. So uh, it was a really good interview I got to see. And uh, so I I suggest everybody go check it out. But, um, you know, it it really focuses sharply on the the whole gun control debate. And, you know, what the people who want to take guns away would love to do is lay the blame at all the law-abiding citizens' feet. But really that isn't, they don't get to do that because then they would have to, use that same logic in every other area of their life. And it doesn't make sense. Like it's not my fault because I drive my car safely to and from work every day. And, you know, I don't drive drunk. It's not my fault that drunk drivers go out and wipe out a family. But yet that's the very logic that they use on gun owners. And they say, oh, you know, because the guns exist and how many more are going to die because of, you know, if it could save just one life, if it could just save one life by banning all guns, isn't it worth it? And you don't use that same logic on any other life safety issue. You don't. And gun owners do a great job of being responsible gun owners. They lock them up. They keep them. There's always going to be the knuckleheads. But for the most part, we have made huge gains at the safe and responsible gun ownership and level. And most people do that. Everyone I know does. You go to capegunworks.com and use the discount code CGWMA. You'll get 10% off your order. This is a very special treat for just the radio listeners. So shh, don't tell everybody. It's to celebrate our two new broadcast networks, W. Uh, B.O.B. in Florida and K.N.S.T. in Arizona. Use C.G.W.M.A. at CapeGunWorks.com upon checkout for your 10% savings. We have Jarrah Hutchinson next. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back.
If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Back to Rapid Fire, 508-444-2120 is the live phone number to call in or text to. You can also leave a message on 508-444-2120 when we're not broadcasting and include your first name, location, and your question. We will make sure to get it, get to it. And if we don't, tune in next week because you might be on. So I am very pleased to have with us right now Jera Hutchins uh, from Clearing the Chamber, who is one of the instructors on the PDN training tour. Thanks for joining us, Jara. How are you? My pleasure. It's a, it's a great day. I literally just finished a lesson before I hopped on this interview, so can't think of anything better I'd, I'd rather be doing. Nice. That's awesome. So why don't you tell our listeners what it is you do and what it is you do on the PDN training tour? Yes, I, w- I would love to. This is my second year to be on the uh, PDN tour. I'm really, really loving it. I've gotten exposed to a lot of cool new gear that our awesome sponsors are are coming out with. It just kind of makes the carry life a little bit easier. And uh, I specialize uh, in intro classes. So uh, naturally, my clientele is mostly women. I market my classes to women. Um, I like to get women ready to take that sort of advanced training that they typically don't make it to. So a lot of women just kind of, they'll go to an intro to handgun class, they'll get their license to carry, and then they they don't practice anymore. They don't take that draw from holster class. They don't take that intuitive defensive shooting class. They don't understand how to do reloads. And I really want to inspire them to kind of take it all the way. So I teach a lot of introduction classes to handgun. I also teach intro to AR, intro to shotgun. Etc. And then, um, of course, I teach that intuitive defensive uh, shooting class that Rob Pincus formulated uh, for this tour, uh, which has been a really fun class to learn how to teach. And uh, we're, we're just we're just kind of going around inspiring women to to get it to make time in their calendar for this uh, more often. That's awesome. That's amazing. And uh, one thing I've found is I actually think women tend to be a little bit more inclined to go all in and do classes all the way through than men, I would say. You might, you know, be trying to inspire women to do it, but I would say that, um, you know, as an overall percentage of people who buy a gun and decide to carry one for defensive purposes, I feel in my area, women are more likely to continue to take training and uh, than men. So um, I'm not sure if that's what you're, you've found as well, but I'm, I'm really happy 
you're at least uh, inspiring women to do that because that is awesome. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. And uh, so what are some of your upcoming classes on the tour? We have, uh, we formulated a class. Um, I, I got together with a guy named uh, Jeff McKissick, who is, uh, he wrote a book called The Proverbs, The Power of Proverbs of Self-Defense. Uh, and we actually put together a collegiate defense class. Uh, we wanted to really reach young ladies who are going from high school into college. This is the first time they're going to be living by themselves, uh, responsible for their own safety. Their parents are worried about this. And so uh, we formulated a, it's a combination of self, uh, it's a combination of situational awareness and non-legal weapons. Um, they can hook gun training onto it if they want to. Um, but of course, most of them aren't legal to, to carry a firearm on their person yet, but it, it doesn't hurt to learn it. So uh, we've got collegiate defense classes coming up uh, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas on uh, April 27th, May 14th, May 21st, and May 22nd. Awesome. That's, so that's, that's, the, that's a great class. I know a lot of dads who come into our shop and buying pepper spray to send their daughters off to college. So I'm so happy to hear that somebody actually made a, a great class as a result of that. Cause, um, and how can people sign up if they want to take one of your classes, Jara? We are going to have the links uh, for those classes on my uh, page. My Facebook page is at clearing the chamber. My Instagram page is at clearing the chamber and my website's being updated right now, but it should be live uh, in the next five days, and that is clearingthechamber.com. So you'll be able to sign up a myriad of ways um, for that, and it's uh, it's $200, um, and, and the parents get to come to It's not just the kids that shows up. It's just 200 bucks, and the parents get to come to so bring you know bring the whole you know bring the parents you know bring the kids the parents sometimes need this information too um, you know they learn something as well and then on top of that um, so if they get to kind of maybe reinforce what they learn uh, with their kids and you know say you know remember hey don't forget to check the license plate of your Uber when it comes to love and you know all that kind of stuff that we're gonna awesome do. that's great thanks Jara so much for joining us and remember to use discount code CGWMA at capegumworks.com to get a special deal on web orders that's cgwma at capegunworks.com we'll be right back this is rapid fire made in america since 1949 family owned and operated legendary performance this is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap Safe, featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. 
If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your 2A talk show host, talk show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And you can call into the show or text your questions anytime to 508-444-2120. Please include your first name, location, and your question. 508-444-2120. And if we don't answer your question during the show, make sure you tune in next time because we might get to it then. One more time, it's 508-444-2120. All right, I want to thank Jara for joining us. Uh, It's great to see women instructors really uh, taking the bull by the horns and going out there and very passionate about what she does, and she's doing a great job. Uh, You can go to her site, like I said, on Instagram or Facebook. It's at Clearing the Chamber. Uh, Her website is under construction but should be up and running soon, but if you want to you know, take one of her classes on the PDN training tour, go to PDN network, I'm sorry, pdntrainingtour.com and get signed up or any of the, any of the instructors on the tour. We have Rob Pincus coming up this way on uh, April 28th and 29th. He's going to be doing his intuitive defensive shooting class on the 28th, followed by a, um, unorthodox shooting positions class on Friday, the 28th, 29th. And those are two classes not to miss. Um, There's still room in both of them. So I'd really urge you to take a day off of work, buy a plane ticket, bus ticket, buy some ammo, do whatever you got to do to come on down. And if you're coming from out of state, we'll, we have, we'll have some rental guns available for you to, to be able to uh, do that. But anyway, let's get to some of your questions. I haven't I've kind of eaten up all the time so far, and uh, I want to get to some of your questions. Um, so, uh, let's see. Some uh, someone's commenting on uh, getting. Daryl says, "Yeah, get those gangbangers out of the out there off the streets pronto." And he was referring to the my little uh, diatribe um, a little while ago. And uh, there's also a big article about that on uh, bearing arms about how that Sacramento shooting was actually a gang gun battle. And the two brothers that were involved in that uh, are known gangbangers, and there was about 100 shots that were shot, and uh, six people were left dead, 12 wounded outside of bars, uh, just blocks from California's capital. And it was a a gunfight involving at least five different shooters from rival gangs. Uh, Police said they identified at least five gunmen, but there may have been more. Only two suspects, both brothers wounded by the gunfire, have been arrested in connection with the shooting so far. And and so far, they only face firearms charges. We're still working through who the actual shooters are in the case, Sergeant Zach Eaton said. Until Wednesday's announcement, police had been silent on what led to the shooting that erupted early Sunday as bars were letting out. Rapid-fire bursts of over 100 gunshots echoed through the streets as terrified patrons ran for their lives and others were hit by bullets. 
Police said that at least two gangs were involved. They declined to provide more details of the names of the gangs uh, involved or any affiliation of any suspects. So it's unbelievable that, um, you know, even I think Joe Biden was calling for a, you know, tightening of gun control laws in the already tightest gun control law state there is, California. And of course, you know, celebrities and everybody else were calling for it after this shooting. And it's not your typical, you know, psycho killer mass shooter. It's gangbangers who are already prohibited people. Most of them are already felons. Uh, one of the members that were arrested was let out of jail six years early and, you know, was able to get possession of a gun, was able to order parts online and make them into a machine gun, which, again, just breaking law after law after law. So it doesn't matter what laws you pass. People who are evil and want to commit crime are still going to do it. It's just the way it is. Just the way it is, baby. And unfortunately, you keep letting them out of jail. They're going to keep doing the same thing. But our politicians and those in charge and, uh, you know, they think that this time it'll work. Maybe they won't go out and kill people. But I know uh, Smiley there, one of the brothers, uh, got let out of jail six years early after forcing his way into his girlfriend's home, punching her in the face, dragging her out by her hair and then uh, whipping her with a belt. So, you know, a good dude, a, you know, maybe he had some good behavior in prison and therefore they thought it was a good idea to let him out of jail six years early. Only, oh, my. Only to let him go back into his old ways. And, you know, that's the one thing we know is that the recidivism rate is through the roof. And, you know, we're not putting you in jail to correct you or to make you think about what you've done because we know that doesn't really work. We're putting you in jail so that you aren't continually a threat to the people who need to get up and go to work every day and, you know, be make the world a better place every day that they get up and go to work. And so for the safety and concern of those who aren't part of your gang, we're going to lock you up for a long time because you just can't seem to abide by the law and you want to go shoot people. And we don't think that's a good idea. So you've violated enough laws for us to put you away for a long time. But anyway, that's the way that uh, it should work. And unfortunately we think, no kinder, gentler, revolving door policies, no bail. Um, you know, one of these days they're going to get it right. One of these days they're going to wake up and realize that they've been, you know, living on the wrong side of, of the law. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll turn their life around someday. And I'm all for people turning their life around. Don't get me wrong. I, I believe in second chances. I believe in, you know, the power of uh positive change and have seen it time and time again. But unfortunately, uh, until then, and until they've proven that, put them in jail for the longest amount of time possible if they are a violent gun, you know, gangbanger. It's the way it goes. Um, it's not that difficult. It's, it's really not. And allow those who want to arm themselves to be armed. That's the way it works. Very, very simple. Well, that's the first hour in the bag. I can't believe it. Um, it goes quick. That's why it's called Rapid Fire. I want to thank you guys for listening. And don't forget, you can listen to the second hour of this show online. 
Um, you can tune in. It goes on for another hour. There's also bonus content. And go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire. You can also text in, call in, or uh, leave a message on 508-444-2120, voicemail message service. And you can ask your questions, and we will get to it next week or in the second hour. Freedom will always be on the right side of history. I'm Toby Leary. Don't go away. We will be back. I promise. This is Rapid Fire. tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry.
May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. Make sure you tune in each week. You can go to capegunworks.com and click on the Rapid Fire icon to listen to the show and be a part of the show. Don't. Uh, you can also text or call into our Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And remember to like us on all of our social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parler, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, et cetera, et cetera. We also have um, Keith Langer joining us a little bit later in the show, so you don't want to miss that. And uh, we are glad you're here for the second hour. Um, The first one went pretty quick, but here we are. And uh, we'll also have some bonus content at the end of the show if you want to stick around. It is another edition of Toby Takes on the World, so... There you have that. Um, I want to read to you guys too. Oh, and we'll get to your questions. I do promise. <laughs> I know that um, I say that every week and then I talk uh, nonstop. But uh, Robert B. wants to know what radio station we're on. And we're on several different radio stations. If you're in the local area, you can listen to us on WRKO AM 680. Or you can listen to us on WCRN in uh, the Worcester area. And we're also on, uh, that's AM6, I'm sorry, 830, excuse me. We're on KNST AM790 in Tucson, Arizona. And we're on uh, WXTK 95.1 in Barnstable. Um, So you can find us there. We're also on uh, AM600 or 101.1 FM in Jacksonville, Florida, which is WBOB, which I will be listening to next week. So uh, we'll post that in the chat so you can get that. Um, so anyway, the, uh, two articles I wanted to talk about that were both newsworthy articles that came out this week. One is of a guy in Texas who a grand jury chose not to indict, um, when there was a confrontation that turned violent at his ex-wife's home and her, I don't know if it's her new husband or boyfriend or whatever. Um, the guy showed up to get his son, pick up his son for custody. I guess it was his turn with the son and I guess the son wasn't there. And, you know, you can watch this video. It's actually quite disturbing. Um, But the boyfriend finally went in the house after they were telling the guy the kid wasn't there and he was starting to, you know, escalate and get loud and, you know, start screaming insults at everybody or whatever. And, and then the guy comes out with a look, what looks like a Ruger PC carbine and says, get the heck out of here right now. And I'm paraphrasing. It wasn't exactly the language, but you get the idea. And then that guy like P 
peacocked up and stuck his chest out. And he says, you better be prepared to use it, pal. He's chest bumping the guy and saying, go ahead, do it, do it, use it. And he says, I'm going to, and he, it goes a little, you know, quiet. You can't really hear what he said, but it sounded like he was going to take the gun and shove it where the sun don't shine. So he was reaching for the gun and he flung the guy around in like a 180. And at that point, the guy, uh, you know, I couldn't see the, um, I only could see the guy with the gun at that point. He, he levels the gun, fires a couple shots. Oh, he did fire a warning shot first at like his feet area. And the guy, it didn't deter him at all. He just kept coming. And uh, then he grabbed the gun and flung him in like a 180. And the guy fired a couple shot volley. And the guy went right down face first. And, uh, you know, to me, it was tough to watch for a number of reasons. I It all comes down to like the McCloskeys, if you will, like what happened in, uh, you know, that to that couple that was outside with the gun during the Black Lives Matter rally. I thought they escalated that and it didn't need to go that way. Like they should have just stayed in the house, watched the people cutting through the yard or whatever. It, you know, if they were fearful of their house being burned down, get 911 on the phone and protect the house from within the house. Don't, don't be stupid and, you know, interject yourself into a situation. And I thought this was one of those situations. It was very hard for me to watch as a gun owner. And, uh, you know, this, the, the ex-wife was standing there the whole time. She was pretty calm the whole time trying to say, you know, speak rationally to the situation. But, um, you know, I felt like if she had just said, all right, you know what? We told you the son, our son's not here. I'll call you where you can pick him up. And she walked in the house, shut the door and tell the guy to leave. Like at that point, they're in the house that barricaded themselves in the house. No reason to bring a gun out and say, start screaming, leave my property right now. Um, the guy didn't have a gun. The guy wasn't, hadn't escalated it to a, a, a physical confrontation at that point. He was threatening legal action. But, you know, now all of a sudden there's a guy dead and that woman's kids now don't have a dad. And, you know, whatever. I'm, you know, I don't see the logic in that. I think it comes down to poor training. I think that, you know, they could have, you know, and even though the grand jury did not indict them, it comes down to could versus should. Okay, obviously he was acting within the law and isn't going to be charged with a, a crime of murder or violent assault with a weapon or whatever. But he still had to take a guy's life and bringing the gun out on the porch probably escalated that, which almost made it certain that he was going to have to take the guy's life. And yes, the guy had asked them to leave and he wasn't leaving. So there's trespassing things. The law could have taken care of all of that. But I just don't think that it was handled properly. And I don't think that I don't think that charges should be brought against him either. I'm not saying that the grand jury got it wrong. I'm just saying it didn't have to happen. And that to me is, you know, I if I see that behavior, I call it out. I don't think it's good for the 2A community to have that kind of stuff happening giving fodder to the anti-gun world out there. I think that we can do better. And again, you know, get, get a, take a class, learn, learn what you should do in that situation, not what you can do legally under the law. Like I always love those questions that come up in the, in the uh, class, like, 
well, what about this scenario? Am I legally able to shoot the guy? And it's like, okay, maybe, but should you, what should you be doing? Should you be in that situation in the first place? That's my only question. And uh, after the break, I'll read about a a similar situation that ended very differently. Um, Well, actually, I'm sorry. It ended almost the same, but I think that the homeowner acted a whole lot more responsibly. And uh, I'll read you that article. But, uh, you know, it comes down to the uh, I'll do that after the 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 Keith segment, because we do have Keith Langer joining us and I want to. I want to uh, get to him, so I don't want to keep him waiting. But anyway, um, that's that's coming up. So I'll read that second article on the other side of the break. But yeah, it's uh, it's really something to, you know, you can look that up. It's painful to watch. And uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Type into the chat and and uh, send us a text and uh, let me know what you think. If you don't have your gun license yet, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes here at Cape Gunworks. Go to capegunworks.com and sign up for one of our couples classes, maybe. Have a date night or our ladies-only classes, which we would love for you to join. Um, But go to capegunworks.com to sign up. And we got Keith next, so stand by. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks. Excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. 
I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms, and defend you against firearms or other criminal charges. I can also help protect your property with will sets, including trusts, health care proxies, and powers of attorney, zoning or other permitting issues, as well as collections and civil litigation. To schedule a consultation, call 508 508- 384-8692 that's 508-384-8692 or visit my website kglangerlaw.com talk to you soon this is rapid fire a two-way talk show you can call into the show or text your question anytime 508-444-2120 please include your first name location and your question and if we don't answer your question during the show We'll make sure you tune in next time because we may get to it then. So call in or text to 508-444-2120 for the rapid fire line. And now we are joined with attorney Keith Langer. Thanks for joining us, Keith. Good morning, Toby. Glad to be here. It's glad to, I'm glad to have you. And, um, you know, we had some questions pop up on the last show and I figured I would ask you, uh, one of them while I promised the, the texter that I would ask you. And um, he says, you know, I'm a shooter, I'm a gun owner and whatnot, but I'm not a member of a local range. And sometimes I go out in the back 40 or sometimes out into conservation area. And he said, is it legal for me to shoot my gun if I'm 500 feet from an occupied dwelling or 150 feet from the road? And I said, that's a great question. I don't know if they allow target practice in the woods in Massachusetts, but uh, I figured we'd ask the expert. So what do you think about that? Well, it's wonderful that he's Hello. 500 feet this from This is attorney a, Keith G. Langer, uh, not just a gun rights lawyer, a but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as property. well as in court. I can help the you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms, and defend you against firearms or gun, It bloody well better be hunting season and you'd better have a license. It's that simple. Okay. Uh, the easiest way to find out what you can and cannot do on state conservation land is to check with the Hello. state. And you're not going to this is attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. Far more likely to be dealing with than you go to your town's website and see what it shows for permitted uses on conservation land. And the permitted uses are basically all passive. Mm. You can walk your dog, usually required to be on a leash and with a pooper scooper. You can go bird watching, hiking, uh, fishing, things like that. But if it's not hunting season and if you don't have a hunting license, you shouldn't be there. And some towns don't even allow hunting on conservation land. Right. So check your local regulations for use of local conservation land, but the chances of being allowed to just wander off Find a Hello, oak tree and this is attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner figured, at home on the range the as well as in court. I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, to reopen recover the, uh, or transfer. I don't know how hard the town of Barnstable is fighting, but the people of Barnstable are fighting to get the town range reopened in Barnstable. And um, they shut it down originally for a... Uh, insurance problem someone in the town legal department said hey we don't have any insurance on this 
outdoor shooting range that people go shoot guns on. That's not good. And so they temporarily shut it down, uh, you know, kind of like the two weeks to flatten the curve thing. But it's it's never reopened. And one of the discoveries along the way was that it's actually conservation land. And so, like you said, it was a passive use. Shooting is not considered a passive activity. I don't know how that's true, but riding a mountain bike is. So I'm like, hmm, shooting seems a lot more passive than riding a mountain bike, but okay. And so uh, as a result, they're trying to do some gerrymandering with town land and land swap and donate this other parcel to conservation and take this off the conservation docket so that it could reopen. And the town's in quite a conundrum over it, but I I wonder why. We both know that the, the, we both know that uh, bike use, even mountain bike, and certainly not dirt bikes are very destructive on the trails. We have that problem in my area. Mm. Yeah. And the, uh, go ahead. The uh, tires cutting grooves, and of course the dirt bikes are terrible because the guys like to make rooster tails. So they rip right through the topsoil, and the rain comes, and you get this gully washing everything down. I'll take uh, a shooting range over somebody destroying the hillside with dirt bikes in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, you definitely containing it into one concentrated area, that's for sure where you can manage it and, you know, do what you need to do with brass and lead and everything else. But whatever, it's still a, a major issue here at the, here in the town. But, um, of course, the next question is where are the Barstool police training? Yeah. What are they using for a range? Well, they've had to rent, um, a couple of local private ranges. Uh, we've certainly extended our range to them, but, uh, they haven't taken us up on it. Uh, some other towns have, but, um, you know, they have gone to, I think, Monument Beach Sportsman's Club and rented the range there and paid the guys, you know, significant overtime to drive off up to Bourne and and uh, train there. So um, they're getting their quals done that way. But uh, the door's always open here at Cape Gunworks. Would, you know, be happy to host them here, but as we do for other towns and, and federal agencies. But anyway... Um, what what else is on the news in in the your sites, if you will, for uh, gun news out there? Well, we're all looking to see what's happening to our neighbor to the south because we had the big hearings, uh, as you know, the usual parade of hoplophobic bills, just as we had here in Massachusetts a while back. So everybody's waiting to see which ones ooze out of committee and what action will be taken. Mm. But the assault never stops because the people who are playing these games are generally playing with somebody else's money and they come back time and time again. They don't care how often the bill is rejected because they figure eventually we're going to run out of numbers and money and they'll win by attrition. Mm. So we are in a, in a siege mentality. Yes, always. And uh, wasn't there some news coming out of North Carolina too about um, uh, some case down there? Ah, yes. Yes, that, not exactly our area, but it portends well. There is a case from the federal court in North Carolina, which struck down a lower court ruling allowing a case against a deputy who shot a homeowner in his home uh, under qualified immunity. It's 
kind of complex, but basically the deputy gets a domestic disturbance call, goes up this unlit private road. There's no noise, no evidence whatsoever of any domestic disturbance. He does not have his lights on. He claims to have announced himself, but who knows? He goes, you got both sides there. And he's shining his light in the window. Now the homeowner sees a car in the driveway, no lights, and somebody shining a flashlight to the window. So he's thinking it's burglary or home invasion. So he comes down with a shotgun, which is what you would expect in North Carolina at night when you think somebody's breaking into your house. Right. Now, the cop could have stepped away and identified himself. He could have called out, put the gun down. Instead, simply because the homeowner had a gun, the cop shot through the window and killed the homeowner. So the usual qualified immunity defense, and they sought to have the entire lawsuit for uh, civil rights deprivation and excessive use of force thrown out. The first court did. It was appealed, and the federal appellate court overturned the dismissal. And it did not find that the deputy's actions were sufficiently reasonable to obtain qualified immunity. Mm. So the the sheriff's department got it, but this particular deputy did not. And now the case going forward on that basis. So it's still a ball in play, but the fact that a federal appellate court did not go along with the rubber stamp grant of qualified immunity, because this is a case to watch. And for people who want to watch it, let me give you the name of the case. Yeah, that'd be great. Coming up right here. It is Nibs, K-N-I-B-B-S versus Anthony Momphard, M-O-M-P-H-A-R-D, Jr., being the deputy in question, and, of course, the Macon County Sheriff's Department. So that will be a case to keep an eye on. Mm. And if I hear more about it, I will certainly let you and your listeners know. Great. Um, You know, along those lines, it's interesting how that all transpired, because when I was uh, young, I would say um, I was 18, maybe 19 years old. I was living on my own in an apartment I could afford at the time, which was in the low rent district. And you can fill in the blanks there. So it was not the, you know, the, it wasn't a gated community. Let's put it that way. It wasn't where some of our (laughs) politicians live, you know? And, uh, but I, I was a good, you know, teenage kid, kept my nose clean, kept, you know, hardworking guy, gun owner, everything else, you know? And, so one night I just happened to be talking to someone on the phone in the darkness of my own home. Just I was just sitting on a couch talking on the phone and uh, looking out the window and I see a cruiser pull in, all the lights off, cop gets out of the car and walks right up to my window and like cups his hands on the glass and starts looking into my house staring right at me while I'm on the phone. And it was the strangest thing. I was like, I kind of felt violated. I was like, finally, I go, can I help you? You know, (laughs) and the guy kind of looked surprised, turned around and walked away and got in the cruiser and drove off. But I was like, what in the heck was that? You know, what just happened right there? And uh, 
And he didn't. Yeah, like you can't knock on the door like a normal human being. Right. It was like I felt like it was a peeping Tom for crying out loud. And like drove in no lights on in the cruiser, you know, no flashlight, didn't identify himself. And, you know, I'm thinking about this situation that just played out in Carolina there, North Carolina, and thinking, wow, you know, that could have gone really wrong one way or the other. If, you know, he saw something that he didn't like, maybe, you know, I don't know. But anyway, it was a it was a very strange experience I had um, that, you know, that story reminds me of. So, well, anyway. here's what the court said, finally, after reviewing all the facts, <laughs> including the fact that merely holding a gun in your hand does not justify being gunned down in your own home by somebody shooting through the window. <clears throat> We vacate the district court's grant of summary judgment on the following claims, remand the case for further proceedings. The 1983 claim, which is civil rights, against Deputy Momfard in his individual capacity. The wrongful death claim for both compensatory and punitive damages under North Carolina law against Deputy Momfard in his individual capacity. And the claims against the Macon County Sheriff's Department surety bond. So only the sheriff's department insurance company, the bondholder, is still in play. Deputy Momfard is individually exposed and on the hook for shooting the homeowner in his own home. Wow. Crazy. We're going to have to watch this case, but thanks for joining us and bringing us up to speed. And remember, Action Pistol League is back. I'm a man of my word. Join us May 2nd for this friendly competition that is open to all levels. There will be a prize each night and a grand prize at the end of the summer. So go to capegunworks.com, click on the class calendar, and sign up each Monday starting May 2nd. You don't want to miss it. This is Rapid Fire. We will be right back. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltechSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltechSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true.
Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk show that you can call into the show and text your questions to 508-444-2120 anytime. Please include your first name, location, your question, uh, and your question to 508-444-2120. If we don't answer your question during this show, make sure you tune in next time and we will try to get to all your questions. So call or text 508-444-2120 to the Rapid Fire line. All right. Thank you, Keith Langer, for joining us. I'm sorry we had your ad playing over you a couple of times. We had some gremlins there, but I think everybody got the idea. And uh, always good to talk to you. Um, so before the the segment with Keith, we were talking about that uh, Texas shooting where the grand jury did not indict um, a, a man who you know had to shoot his girlfriend's ex-husband on the front porch because of his refusal to leave and his escalation of the uh, the situation. And I want to contrast that to a situation that happened. Um, if you, This is from Guns America Digest um, that is entitled Repeat, Repeat Offender Becomes Dead Offender, an Armed Carjacker Terminated by Religious Michigander. So this was in Michigan. And uh, it says that Christopher Worth is no longer on this earth. Late last month, the 39-year-old career criminal. Wow. Isn't that interesting? He's a career criminal. Met his end in a carjacking gone wrong. Police say Worth was driving in Grand Rapids, Michigan, when the stolen car he was in broke down. That's when Worth targeted the home of Alan Lenhart and the truck that he was had parked in the driveway. Lenhart confronted Worth after he heard the perp busting the truck's windows. Apparently, Worth was hoping to find the keys on the seat. We yelled at him to go away. So this obviously is, uh, he wasn't like walking down the driveway confronting the guy. He was yelling from a while, a ways away. And uh, he proceeded to advance on us. So we shut the door and locked him out and called 911. Check the box for good idea. Um, he loaded his deer hunting gun. And Worth did not leave the scene. Instead, he went around to the back of the house and attempted to force his way in. He was dead set on getting the keys to that truck. When he went in the backyard, he was going, give me the keys, give me the keys, and kept approaching. Uh, Leonard said, I told him, go away, I've got a shotgun on you, and he kept coming. Then he started shooting at me, bullets going past my head like that, Leonard continued. And he took cover, and he was going uh, back down to run away. Uh at some point during the confrontation, Leonard opened fire on Worth, fatally wounding him. Thankfully, Leonard and his wife were not injured, and it is not clear how many shots were fired. Police pronounced Worth, who was noted as a parole absconder, dead at the scene. They believe he may have been involved in a similar crime in the area. 
It's certainly something we're going to vet. This person has a pretty substantial criminal history, Kent County Sheriff Michelle LaJoy said. Um, following the harrowing encounter, Leonard was a bit rattled. He says, I'm a religious man and it's still tough, he told reporters. Scared to death. Who knows when we'll be done with that? I guess I, it's hard to go back to your own home after this happens. But the homeowner maintains he had no choice but to use deadly for, force. We had to do it. Uh, there was no way around it. Absolutely no way around it, Leonard said, adding he was crazy. And so this is a much different scenario of how it played out. The end result was the same, A uh, except in this case it was a career criminal, where I don't think in the Texas one it was a career criminal, but I could be wrong about that. But um, interestingly enough, how they said he was a parole absconder. Uh, so, you know, stop me if you've heard this before, but somebody out on parole or violates parole uh, or violates the terms of their parole is out committing crime and havoc and obviously had a gun if he was shooting at the homeowner and his wife. Um, you know, but it's it's tragic that these people were forced into this situation. But I will say I give them, you know, a B plus for at least having the wherewithal to shut shut the door, lock it, call 911 and arm themselves. I think they could have gone one extra step and maybe barricaded themselves into a safe area within the house and um, let the police deal with them instead of having to get in a gun battle. But, uh, you know, I don't know all the circumstances of of the case and where everybody was and what, you know, the situation was exactly. So I can't really weigh in on that. But knowing what I know now, um, I would say, you know, if, if that was an option, it would have been a good idea to do so. Um, maybe even, I know this sounds crazy to most of us, but fling the keys out the door and be a good witness and hopefully the police get there in time. But, uh, I, you know, I probably would not have opened the door to, to fling the keys out, but if the door got smashed or was starting to get open, uh, but as soon as the guy breaks out a gun and starts shooting, all bets are definitely off at that point. Uh, he obviously wasn't, um, the first to fire, it was the perp that did. But 508-444-2120 is the live phone number to call into Rapid Fire. You can also text your question to 508-444-2120 or leave a message when we are not broadcasting. Please include your first name, location, and your question to 508-444-2120. Make sure you tune in every week and we will try to get to all of your questions. Speaking of which, we will do so now. So what do you guys think about those two scenarios? Uh, one where I've, I do believe the gun owner escalated it, wasn't charged, and one where I think the uh, the gun owner and homeowner did everything to you know, avoid uh, escalating it and avoid shooting until he had no choice but anyway um let's see uh jorge has a question can he buy a pre-band drum and the answer is absolutely yes um so that is not a problem you can buy any pre-band magazine as long as it is made prior to september 13th 1994 you can in fact buy it known it and he says, how do I know it's pre-banned? Which is the age-old question. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, the good news is uh, a lot of the manufacturers of those kind of went out of business or revamped their uh, produ production of them for law enforcement from 94 to 2004. So a lot of the ones that were post-ban 
were stamped LE only. And a lot of the, you know, pre-band like AK mags and stuff like that, um, those companies stopped importing them or stopped bringing them into the country for civilian use because they were only for law enforcement. So those kind of dried up. Um, but there are some uh, other companies like Beta C Mag, which makes uh, AR-15 drums. They make, and they call them the C Mag. It stands for Century or 100. Most of them are 100 round drums. And they made them for a variety of different platforms. They made them for the Ruger Mini 14. They made them for AR-15s. They made them for MP5. I know they made them for like some of the HK-91 or 93s. And those are all serialized. And Beta is still in business. And they will verify that the um, serial number on those mags are pre-band or post-band. So I've had several come across my shop where someone was selling them and I was able to make a phone call and verify that it was in fact post uh, pre-band and then, you know, we we're able to sell it. So, but the good news is the burden of proof is on law enforcement to prove it isn't pre-band. Now I don't suggest you order one for, from Korea arms or whatever the newest importer of these uh, drum mags are and say, Oh yeah, it's pre-band. Cause it may be easy for them to prove it isn't, but um, I honestly don't know. And I would just stick with the, the known entity. Um, so let's see. Uh, that's how you know, Jorge. And there are some out there that are really good. Um, let's see. We got best followers, primers, and viewers on mystorm.store. Remove the space. Okay. Um, I believe you. Um, I think he's trying to advocate some online store but it's funny we get trolls a lot of trolls on our instagram and our facebook pages of people dropping links to um other online retailers but most of the time those online retailers are actually scammers so be careful tread tread lightly if you find one of those links in one of our chats i would just be careful i've removed the ones that i was able to vet as as a scam uh, because usually they don't post phone, they don't post their location, they don't post hours of operation. They're open twenty four seven, and there's a phone number that you can text or Venmo the money to them. And I'm sure you're going to get your ammo through the mail once you do. Uh, <laughs> so just be careful. Uh, proceed with caution. And what's really ah! funny is when they show you the inside of their store on their Facebook page, they have. No consistency. You'll see some gun racks are all like old pine and other ones are brand new modern, you know, and then like other ones are, you know, glass and other ones are like red velvet interior. So uh, you you can tell it's not photos from all the same store. They just pick stuff from all over the Internet. And these really popped up during COVID when all the gun stores were closed uh, and people were like, hey, I'm trying to find some stuff. So anyway, there you go. Um Let's see. Uh, LARP's wondering if finding a Glock certified armor and mass to do some warranty work on a Gen 523 is going to be a problem. Will most shops say, how'd you get that? You a cop? Oh, no, you can't have this. No, most cops will not say that. I mean, most shops will not say that. Even if a cop said that, you can say, uh, it doesn't really matter how I got it because I am not legally prohibited to own this gun. So fix it. 
Don't forget to sign up for our AR Build class on May 14th. The cost is $899, and it includes everything you need to build your own AR-15. You will make a fully mass-compliant AR-15. Go to capegunworks.com and click on the class calendar to sign up for the AR Build class on May 14th. You might be wondering, what is a mass-compliant AR-15? I'll explain that later. (laughs) This is Toby Leary, and you're listening to Rapid Fire. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. The phone number to dial in and call or text is the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. You can leave a message, leave a text, or call us live on the show if you want to be on the show and have your question answered. Uh, Please include your first name, location, and your question to 508-444-2120. All right, let's get back to your questions. Um, LARP is saying, if finding a Glock-certified armor in mass to do some warranty work on a Gen 5 23 is going to be a problem, most shops say, how'd you get that? Or are you a cop? Oh, no, you can't have this. And I would just say, man, if any shop said that to you or gave you an issue with it, I would just stop going there because that's ridiculous. There's plenty of ways to get a uh, a gun like that in this state, whether it's through private sale or you bought it in parts or whatever, it's a legal way of getting it. And it's, you know, registered in the state, whatever, it doesn't matter. Tell people none of your business. So it doesn't really matter uh, how you got it. The, the real answer is if anyone tells you, you shouldn't have it or couldn't, can't have this, they're idiots. There's not a law on the books that says you can't have um, that gun in Massachusetts. There is, believe it or not, that gun is even mass compliant. It has passed every test that is required for the, you know, approved firearms roster. The big problem is Glock hasn't sent an affidavit to the attorney general saying this gun meets all of your criteria and we are going to start selling them in your state which i think they should do but 
they're a little gun shy because oh, they've been no. once bitten, twice shy. So anyway, they, um, I would love to see Glock do that. But in the meantime, we'll continue to sell every other gun, but you can get them. There's various ways of getting them in the state and, uh, you know, whether it be through parts or whether it be through a private sale, cops buy them all the time and grow tired of them and sell them. Um, so whatever the case might be that you, how you ended it up with it, um, it is a perfectly legal gun for you to own as long as it is not the high capacity magazine. You're good to go. And in that case, it's not the gun, it's the magazine. So breaking news. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so uh, March was the third highest firearm sale ever in the history of our country. Uh, there was more transactions through the FBI NICS check system um, than ever. It was the third highest month ever, which is good because um, we, you know, had a slump, I would say, in January, in February, and then March just kicked off a firestorm. I have a feeling it was the Russian invasion that really got people cranking on guns again. And now things have cooled off significantly here in April again. Um, as far as we're concerned at this shop, maybe not nationally, but I think it's cooled down uh, across the board. Um, and it's funny because when you can't get guns is when it's usually the hottest. And then when you finally can get some guns in stock, it usually cools down. It's it's just the cyclical nature of this business. It is really funny um, that you know, the ebb and flow of it all. And so there you go. Um, Daniel says that his buddy was building Glocks and got bored of it and has a frame he is selling, but lives in Rhode Island. Uh, can we transfer it to an FFL? Absolutely. You can, um, frames are not considered firearms in the state of Massachusetts. So there's no jurisdiction over firearms frames in the state of Massachusetts. So if you can't find a gun store near you, send it to Cape Gunworks. We'll do the transfer for you. Um, don't forget, we, you can take a private lesson at Cape Gunworks. You can get one-on-one -on -one instruction tailored to you. We have lessons for pistol, rifle, shotgun. You can test out different guns. Book one now at capegunworks.com. And we have archery lessons, which are very popular with Dylan, our archery guru. All right, more after this. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap Safe, featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. 
If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And don't forget the text line or voicemail message line or the live call-in line is 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. There's an interesting article on uh, bearing arms by Tom Knighton about a shoplifting incident that escalated. And since we're talking about escalation of force, et cetera, et cetera, um, this article says that Lacey police arrested James Aaron Sweeney, 40, on March 21 after a reported disturbance at the Fred Meyer store on uh, Slater Kinney Road. A 57-year-old man who got into an altercation with Sweeney told police he was a regular Fred Meyer shopper and was walking through the store when he saw the suspect stomping on boxes used to store high-value items. The man believed that Sweeney was going to steal the goods, and he told the suspect to stop, at which point the two men yelled at each other, and Sweeney drew his fist back in what appeared to be a punching motion. Um, Fearing that he was going to get hit, the shopper said he pepper-sprayed Sweeney in the face, uh, prompting the suspect to pull out a flare gun and point it at him. The man said he had a concealed pistol license and was carrying a firearm, which he brought out and pointed at Sweeney. The suspect then pulled out his flare gun, put his flare gun away, and walked out of the store, the customer said. Uh, Sweeney claims he was pepper sprayed for no reason, which seems unlikely. However, he admitted to drawing the flare gun, which is why he's lucky he didn't get shot over the whole thing. Um, If we take the other man's word for what transpired and considering Sweeney was basically claiming someone just up and pepper sprayed him for no reason, that's possibly a safe bet. Sweeney wasn't just an alleged shoplifter. He escalated this into an assault, an aggravated assault, to be as specific as I can as a non-attorney, Knighton says. And uh, had the other man just shot him then and there, he'd have been justified. While Washington State doesn't have a stand-your-ground law, the state Supreme Court has ruled that there's no duty to retreat. And had the man shot Sweeney, he would have likely walked. Thank God he didn't. Uh, Luckily for all parties involved, it didn't get to that point. Um, So, you know, here's another situation where interjecting yourself into a situation, uh, you got to really think before you do, because it really could end up taking over your life. Like if this guy did shoot the guy, like his life would have just changed forever. Even the situation or the altercation that he was in, um, right then and there, definitely changed his life probably forever um, without having to fire a shot. But having to draw your gun, you know, there's a lot of um, PTSD-related stuff that can come as a result of that. And, you know, so what What do you do in the case of, like, he's a, he feels like he's a loyal shopper, probably has rewards points at, uh, you know, this store that he frequents and he's a, uh, sees a guy, you know, either getting ready to take something or taking something. And he says, Hey dude, what are you doing? Stop. Just stop. Like, you're not going to take that. I'm, I'm watching you do this. 
and the guy, you know, looks like he's going to punch him in the face. So he gets pepper sprayed. Now all of a sudden, I mean, talk about the, <laughs> it's like the, uh, it's like the use of force continuum on a, all on one slide right here. Game over. You got the, the verbal and then the physical with the punch and then the pepper spray comes out. Then the flare gun comes out and then the real gun comes out. It's like finish him. <laughs> it's like a use, use of force, force continuum on full display in one event. But um, it's it's interesting how, uh, you know, the good old days, people used to hide the fact that they were shoplifting. Like they'd be like, look over one shoulder, look over the other shoulder. Make sure no one's looking, throw it in the jacket and walk out, right? Nowadays, they're like filling shopping carts, they're filling garbage bags, throwing it over their shoulder, and, you know, some in some cases, smashing and grabbing Why? in broad daylight in these stores. And I, my heart really goes out to some of these uh, store owners that are just trying to make a living in some of the worst-run cities in our nation where there's no bail, there's no charges filed if they steal under a 1000 bucks, And, you know, why anyone would continue to um, do business in these towns, especially the big corporate companies, I would just shut the stores if it was a CVS or a, you know, big uh, Macy's or something like that in these stores where people just come in randomly and take stuff without paying for it. And there's nothing you can do about it. The police aren't going to arrest them. They're not going to come and respond to the situation. They're not going to do any investigation. And when a good citizen tries to stop them, it usually escalates. I saw one just uh, this morning on the news where a guy was trying to, I think it was up in Washington State, um, guy was trying to, he was pushing out a cart full of stuff and a, the the store worker tried to confront him and say, hey, man, stop. And he grabs it and the guy rips it out of his hand and spills the stuff all over the place. Guy just calmly puts it all back in and continues out the door. And the, the store manager is frustrated. He's got 911 on the phone. And he's like, hey, stop. Leave that stuff. Go get a job. You know, what's wrong with you? And, uh, and you know, it's painful to watch. But, uh, you know, Washington State, you're reaping what you've sown. California, you're reaping what you've sown. And uh, unfortunately, it's not a fun place to be in business. And we know you don't really care about businesses um, and you're, you're really not interested in preserving uh, private business. In fact, you look at them like the goose that needs to be uh, that lays the golden egg or the chicken that needs to be plucked or whatever, uh, you know, you want to call it. But that's the way people look at businesses in in these horribly run cities and even massachusetts is not an overly business friendly state you know we do business here and you pay taxes when you buy something at every retail outlet uh the store pays taxes on the retail uh inventory that they have at the end of the year so like you you get you pay a tax when it sells you pay a tax when it doesn't sell and then uh oh and if you do too much business we tax you at a different rate when it sells, then when it doesn't, you know, it's just nonstop every turn. Uh, you got to pay a new tax and whatever. And, you know, at some point you're going to really shoot yourself in the foot because the people that are out there producing revenue, producing jobs, selling a product, the mom and pops, the small businesses, those are, are someday going to say, cry uncle. And say, you know what? You, puck, you plucked me clean. 
I am. There's nothing left to give. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a stump left here. Uh, the, like the Shel Silverstein book, The Giving Tree. How many remember that from childhood? When finally the guy comes by and is a stump. He gave everything he had. Well, that's what most businesses feel like. They've given everything they had. They've done the good deed, put you know money back into their communities, and uh, you know at some point they're going to cry uncle. But it's not all bad. We are going to hear, be here for the long haul. And thank you for tuning in to Rapid Fire. The show ends here, but you can always tune in at capegunworks.com slash rapid fire. Call the text line, the rapid fire line. It's 508-444-2120. Make sure you keep up the good fight. Be a safe and responsible gun owner in your community. Take someone shooting. Introduce someone to gun ownership and put on a fine example of what an upstanding citizen looks like. Be an advocate, and together we can overcome anything as Americans. God bless. Stick around for some bonus content after this, and we'll see you next week. God bless. I'm Toby Leary. 